And here we go. There's a man open left side. Caught. Touchdown. Yes. Ten. Five. Touchdown. It's touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. By the way, I don't know if you saw this last night. This was not Chris Russell walking the streets of Tyson's Corner. But Angie Goff had video of a bear walking down the sidewalks of Tyson's Corner. Really? Just, just, really? just saying. Like like a legitimate bear um, or a dressed up bear? I don't know. What do you think? That looked legit to you? Uh, Yeah. That's legit. In Tyson's Corner? Tyson's Corner, my wow. friend. So, I mean, I saw a deer yesterday, which is more normal than a bear, shoot out on uh, onto a busy uh, Braddock section of Braddock Road at like mm, five o'clock yesterday afternoon. And I mean, thank goodness it had reflexes like you wouldn't believe. And I mean, darted out and darted back just as quick. I mean, otherwise he would have just gotten demolished uh, and it would have caused a major problem. Um, but. You don't rare or you rarely see a bear. Uh, m- maybe you see a Chicago bear heading to Baltimore. Uh, perhaps. I-, I don't know. Um, real quickly, before we get to all that and the trade deadline, uh, our guy Ben Conti, a couple of things. Uh, number one, he says, I don't get the Brad Beal slander. A slander? Slander. <laughs> slander. <laughs> He doesn't take over games. Slander. <laughs> Beal has carried this franchise two of the last three years, mostly without a sidekick. We blame Beal while lottery picks, uh, while three lottery picks sit the sit on the bench, and Anthony Gill starts. Make it make sense. Well, Denny Abdia was switched from the starting rotation to the bench last night. Obviously, Rui and who's the third lottery pick that uh, oh, Johnny Cor- Davis. Oh, G- well, Johnny Davis, who I mean, just played his first game last week. I mean, what's and Corey Kispert's obviously uh, a first round pick, not a lottery pick, but he's hurt. Um, I don't think either one of us slandered Bradley no, Beal. I, I about Rod. A, Rod's call. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I it's think Rod's a lot of fan. I I was I was miffed over the summer. How many fans thought the Wizards were just doing something idiotic by paying Bradley Beal? Like, the system paid Bradley Beal. Correct. Thank the you. System. There you go. The, the Wizards did not just willingly choose to create the system, right? It's it's the system that the league plays by. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I think it's more than fair to say, Pete, on a night like last night when James Harden is slicing and and, and he looks way better. I mean, he looks much more in shape than he has, right? I mean, and everybody's talked about that. And he looked athletic and agile and and a lot like the old James Harden. We'll see how long it lasts. On a night like last night, when your team's riding a two-game losing streak, yes, playing on back-to-back nights, but at home, no Joel Embiid against a conference opponent, against a a team that's, you know, on paper, certainly better than you, but maybe not when, when Joel Embiid's not there. When you need a win, when you need a win, I think it's more than fair to say, hey, you know what? It's it's okay to expect more than 20 points and 7 of 18 shooting from Bradley Beal. I don't think that's slandering anybody, is it? No, I I mean, not at this point. But, I mean, you – I look around the league, and I – this team – and I'm I'm assuming 
the media, the NBA media is trying to talk this Miles Turner, Buddy Heald of the Lakers deal into happening. And if they do, this is usually how it works in the NBA. If NBA media talks about it enough, it usually gets done. Okay? But I would love for them to go get a guy like Buddy Heald here. Somebody that can step out, um, you know, and, and shoot the three. And I know, you know, percentage-wise right now, you know, he's not where he normally is during the course of a season. You're talking about Beal. No, I'm talking, talking about, about Buddy Heald. Okay. But, you know, you're getting, you know, in limited uh, sample size, you know, okay from, you know, you're getting okay from Will Barton at 45% right, right. now. But you need more. Uh, you, of course. This league, this league requires you to need more. Well, you need Rui to ascend like he did last year yeah. and, and last night just you know, he was O of two I mean, from three but, point but guy, land. But but, but Rui like I, was was good I mean shooting at, the three la- the, the uh, last guys, year. You need the, Kispert, obviously. Look at the production Philly got out of Niang last night. Georgia's is shooting almost fifty percent from three point range. Yeah. Kevin Herter, who was in Atlanta, got traded to Sacramento. Oh, he's been great with Sacramento. Okay. He got traded to Sacramento, the former Maryland Terrapin. Yeah. You know, that guy's shooting almost fifty percent yeah. from three point range. Yeah. That's the kind of guy. They need someone. They need a sniper like that to go along with. See, I think Kuzma, Porzingis, Beal is a good trio. I think this is a very good basketball trio. You can win a lot of games yes. with those three guys. Porzingis was freaking ridiculous last night. Yeah. Well, uh, but, l- l- let me give you this. James Harden was only 8 of 17 from the floor last night. Yeah, but it was and, a 17 assists. Uh, well, well, that's just the point. 8 of 17, 23 points. Bradley Beal, 7 of 18, 20 points. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Harden obviously had the extra three points and the extra field goal, right? But the point being is it was the 17 assist to your point that you mentioned. And, um, you know, there really wasn't a major disparity at the free throw line, obviously. Uh, Harden had one more free throw he than, than Beal. But, but, but that's the thing is that if you're going to have an off-shooting night or if you're not going to just pour in – you know, 25-plus points a game as a $250 million man, you've got to help your team in other ways. And I'm not saying that Bradley Beal was terrible last night. It just wasn't enough on a night where that team needed more. They needed a little something-something without Joel Embiid in the lineup to snap a two-game losing streak, whether it be on the defensive end, whether it be on the ball distribution end, whatever it might be. Whatever it might be, they needed something extra, and that's what James Harden gave the Sixers without Embiid last night, and other role players stepped up, and what Beal didn't. Harden created the offense that Embiid normally gives them. Yeah. That was the be- that was the difference in the game last that's night, fun. is that James went to playmaker mode. And like I said, if you're throwing it to Tobias Harris at the rim for a two-foot shot, that's why that assist count it, it gets up where – because there's no resistance – there's no resistance. Tobias Harris was at the rim, either getting fouled or laying it in. You know, Maxi. Maxi wasn't even on the court for a lot of that 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 paralyzing run at the end of the third quarter, where Washington led 69-68, and then went to the break, looking up almost double digit yeah. deficit. Well, like, it was an eighteen two run. Then. It's like what happened? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, so uh, I mean, right. I, I mean, listen, the the Wizards maybe they snap out of it tomorrow night in Philadelphia. Three game losing streak again. Three horrible defensive games since Delon Wright but went I, out. But I will ki- again. Supporting cast means something. Yes. Because I will uh, again. I will cite Exhibit A right now. One of the greatest players of our our lifetime. One of the greatest players of our lifetime, and a guy that can go get a bucket whenever he wants. Still, at times, 
LeBron James, his team has struggled mightily now for almost two years. Yes. Okay? And, you know, no one's one's really giving LeBron the same business that they're giving, you know, Bradley Beal right now. No, but but I mean the the difference between the two is obviously one's won multiple championships. But supporting cast in the NBA matters. Yes. Even LeBron's team looks like ish right now. Okay, I'd take Washington's team 10 times out of 10 over yeah. over L.A.'s team unless they want to trade LeBron James here. All right, let's get to the NFL trade deadline. So yesterday, Roquan Smith goes from Chicago to Baltimore. That was a dagger. It was right a second heart. and a fifth round pick, I believe it yes. was. And, uh, you know, the, the Bears are picking up a huge part of Roquan Smith's uh, contract for this year. Um, and clearly they were out on giving him a long-term contract, whether that's you know, based on like not wanting to pay an off-ball linebacker, whatever. I, I I don't know the particulars, but clearly there was acrimony from the start between the new GM Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, the new head coach, and Roquan Smith. Now that sometimes happens, right? They've had nine months or so to evaluate Roquan Smith as both a player, a worker a person, a pillar, whatever, they obviously decided, no thanks. Same thing for Robert Quinn. They traded him last week, what, for a fourth-round pick to the Eagles. People are going to say, now, why weren't the commanders involved on a guy like Roquan Smith? It's more than fair. I would argue, listen, if you traded, if you just used the trade that the Ravens traded, just use that. A second and a fifth, right? Then next, uh, first of all, I don't even know if they could trade a second because of the condition of the Carson Wentz trade, right? Like, meaning there's a possibility that the Carson Wentz deal, and with the injury now, it's probably more likely going to be a third-round pick. But when you have a conditional pick owed, like that's languishing out there, are you allowed to trade a second round pick that could be part of the condition i don't even know if you are i i wouldn't imagine would, you are I right doubt it i mean i would i would think the nfl would be like whoa horsey hang yeah, on slow can't. down yeah, right it's conditional pick it, exactly you, because you know. the condition is for this year and it's still a possibility that they could hit it and don't put it past this organization oh yeah to, no to, doubt to, to so, so run carson wentz back they're kind of paralyzed in that right in that vein as a result of that so you you're you you can't make a deal that could have really significantly helped your club, especially with Cole Holcomb hurt. Yes. And the possibility that with that type of injury, he might be hurt again yes. when he comes back. But the other part of it is he doesn't, like Roquan Smith doesn't know the system, so you would have to teach him everything and get him ramped up for what? Four days from now against, uh, you know, uh, against the, um, um, against the, the Vikings, uh, and have him wear the – he's not going to – like, you would You would probably still have, if Cole Holcomb's going to be out, and I don't know if he's going to, you'd probably still have Cam Curl making all the calls, right, and wearing the green dot on his helmet just from the standpoint of Roquan Smith wouldn't know the, the defense. Not to mention I, – listen, I know people hate John Bostick, but John Bostick knows the system, and he played a little bit on Sunday and did fine. 
Uh, David Mayo had that one pass bat up. I mean, I think it was Sabah yesterday that said she should, you know, he should have had an interception, whatever. Uh, okay, fine. I mean, again, it's not like they're loaded at Mike Linebacker by any stretch. It's not like they're totally bare, stripped, inadequate. Jamin Davis played every snap, played pretty well. Uh, did get beat on the one wheel route. Okay, that's going to happen. I think that was to Naheem Himes, uh, who himself might get traded today. People talking about Buffalo, what have you. But Pete, my point being is, like, they could have traded for Robert Quinn, right? Uh, if you look at what Philadelphia paid for Robert Quinn, a fourth-round pick, they could have traded for Robert Quinn, but they think they're getting Chase Young back. That's what and, I said. Chase Young is like making a trade without giving up any okay. assets right now. That, that's fair to say that, but we don't know what Chase Young is going to be, right? And and how long it's going to take him and when but he's going to be able is a to handle. Guy, Smith is a guy that would have helped you. He he, Roquan Smith would have helped you, yes, the problem is, again, if we just look at the package that the Bears got, presumably they that's what they were kind of willing to ask for or asking for. Again, the commanders couldn't have made that trade. They couldn't have made that yeah, trade. That's true. Now, they Sucks. could have made it for Quinn. Again, yeah, but if you look at what a fourth round, and you say, well, yeah, but Chase Young, but yeah, but you can never have enough pass rushers because you don't know if something's going to happen to Montez like it did last year. You don't know if something's going to happen to Chase, if Chase is going to come back and have problems and have to shut yeah, it down again. This, we we don't this. know. Um, Rams, according to Albert Breer, Rams offered two first-round picks yeah. for Brian Burns. They turned it down. Yeah. Bradley well, they Chubb. don't have two first-round picks for, like, years, right? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, where, I mean, what uh, were they offering, like 27, 2027 there? I believe there's picks? a limit on how far out you can yeah. trade picks. I don't but think they have any picks for, like, the next two years. Bradley Chubb yeah. is available. Any interest there? Probably, sure, probably, probably I, price I, too high. Yeah, I don't want to pay a first-round pick for Bradley yeah. Chubb. I mean, that's probably what it's going to take. Not to mention, you, uh, according to Tom Pelissero, you have to, uh, you know, any trades now – between now and the deadline, uh, requires the new team, the acquiring team, to take on the existent current so you contract. Have they can't redo the salary cap room too. Right. Well, more importantly, they can't. You have to have the salary cap room, but like the the trading team, such as the Bears did yesterday, and again, smart Eric DaCosta, smart the Bears were able to eat a bunch of Ra- Roquan Smith's money. So Smith the, the would Broncos, fit with the Ravens. Right. The Broncos cannot eat a bunch of Bradley Chubb's money to then facilitate a trade, meaning to get what they mm-hmm. want. Sure. So to me, that's not going to happen. Now, all the reporters uh, standing, I think J.P. Finley, Kime, all of them, have said don't expect anything major. It's not going to happen. Uh, maybe a William Jackson the third trade. Uh, you know, we'll see. We all know about that situation, but don't expect anything major. Here's the question, okay? Now that a guy like Roquan Smith went, and again, it, it like they they could have made the trade in a different capacity, I guess, but cur- based on what the Bears got, they couldn't have made it yesterday and so on and so forth. Based on what we know and based on what we know who is out there and what this team needs – Again, is there any player out there that you go, oh, I'd really like to have him. Man, I'd really like to have a Naheem Himes. Hines. Uh, I, you know, I'd really like to have, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Jerry Judy, maybe, maybe. I, I, They've I don't, been I, wanting I don't a think, one, though. 
the one the one area besides corner, which we identified as their number one need, I would be very, 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 very interested. I don't think Miami's going to do it, but I'd be very interested in finding out if Mike Kosecki could wake up this offense a little bit. You know, with Logan still recovering from the calf, Logan still not back to being Logan. John Bates is more of a blocker. Cole Turner's had all sorts of health issues since he got here, and now he's got a concussion. I mean, you know, Amar, I, I know you like Amani Rogers. Uh, is Amari Rogers? Amani Rogers? Armani. I'm getting confused between the Green Bay kid and yes. that fumbled the punt, and and so it's Armani. 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 I know you like him. There's something to like there. They like him, but I wonder if that. Like if a guy like Gasecki would be, you know, an expiring free agent, they uh, have had. That's a team in contention, though. I know. I know. And that's why I don't think Miami would do it. But I think they're going to lose him for free. Remember, he's playing on a franchise tag this year. And there's, you know, with the money that they pay Tyreek Hill. And I doubt you're going to franchise the tight end two years ago. No, no, no. Exactly. I mean, they're going to lose Gasecki for free. So that's why I bring that up, right? Um, You know, I, I, I mean, look, if you want. Uh, if you want to look at... All right, is it worth sending, if they'll take him, is it worth sending a young prospect like a Turner or a... Not that they'll take it, but, I mean, Turner or Rogers back. Would you send, like, a, a Jackson? Maybe they'd be a team you'd call about Jackson and one of the young tight ends for Gusecki. It's a deal that kind of helps both teams, maybe. I mean... But then you're trading Jackson, dealing with the salary cap implications of that, which is pretty significant next year. I'm like, just saying, you get but you're going to whack him anyway. The Dolphins so are get, not going to give you right, Mike Gusecki right. for a young tight, un, a young unproven tight end, especially if you if you had included Turner, who's been banged up. Right. They're not going to. They're, right. they're not just going to no, give I, Gusecki I you. to I, you. I, I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, I mean. I mean, I, I guess you're going to have to pay the piper on William Jackson anyway, right? Whether you, One way or the whether other. Whether you trade him now and then deal with the, the cap hit or whether you cut him or trade him next offseason. He's just uh, – he's, he's – one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, I mean he's like a sunken something. cost at this point, if right? If somehow you could get something productive for him, even if it's a, I don't know, conditional sixth, seventh, whatever, you got to get some kind yeah. of compensation Let me ask you to get this. him off your roster. Uh, you know, besides – Gasecki, who we just talked about, a, a, a veteran corner, right? Um, you know, we I, we bounced around the name Bryce Hall, not Brees Hall, right? Uh, last year from the Jets, started every game for them uh, last year. There's, uh, you know, there's other corners out there like a Sidney Jones, somebody like that from Seattle. Um, you know, of course, you know, er, er, I mean, everything is kind of dependent on team situation, what have you. Is there? Would you look at improving your offense? Again, I don't think they're going to do anything. I think this is a very conservative front office, and they don't like to take a lot of chances. So I preface it all by saying I don't think they're going to do anything, but would you take a look at maybe trying to fortify your offensive line and Isaiah wins, somebody like that? Uh, I, I doubt very much that Philadelphia in the division would trade an Andre Dillard, somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you could get an Isaiah Wynn, a former first-round pick, a recent f- first-round pick. Or, you know, uh, we talk about veteran corners, right, who can help you in a couple of different ways. Uh, now, again, don't think they would trade him this particular week, but a guy like Chris Boyd from Miami, uh, from, uh, I'm sorry, Minnesota, you know, might be somebody. Like, I'm searching for names of guys that, 
Like Jerry Jones is out there on 105.3 The Fan saying, saying hey, we got feverish. something big going. We're feverish. <laughs> and Ron's probably, um, you know, Ron's probably getting his car washed. Uh, it is Tuesday. It is their day off, yeah. right? Well, not the coaches. That's true. Not not if you're the GM. No. And I'm, I'm obviously teasing about Ron getting his car washed. Yeah. It's just what happened. Well, it's trade deadline It's day. just what his happened when the, when the DEA active. raided the facility. Well. Uh, a year that's, and a half ago. Okay, that's. Yeah. I'm just saying. I it was a. It, it had it nothing was, to do with. Coach it was Rivera. supposed to be a joke. I know. It was supposed to be a joke. Co- Did coach, you get my point? Yeah. They're not doing anything. I don't think they're doing anything. And if they do anything, Pete, it'll be a big nothing burger. I would be stunned if we walk in tomorrow morning and be like, "Oh my God, they traded for," uh, you know. Uh, uh, Alvin Kamara, which they well, wouldn't do. But no, I'm but I mean, saying. here's the thing. I mean, usually in the NFL where there's smoke, there's fire, but there's no smoke with Washington outside of some teams that may have called about Gibson's availability. Yeah. And with the way Antonio's played the last couple of weeks, you'd be a fool to give him away. Of course. At this point, he's hell, he's turning into, you know, your your one A offensive weapon outside of Terry McLaurin right now. So that's the that to me, that's the significance of his play, takes him off of uh, the market. And I'll, I'll ask you this. Let me put it on the other foot before we hit the break. And uh, you can answer this on the other side. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody outside of Gibson, clearly McLaurin's untouchable, that another team would want from Washington? Like, who would they call? Who would they be calling Washington about today to see if Washington would be in the market to trade? Because just as you mentioned about Mike Gusecki, there's a player on their roster that they're – they're on the verge of a similar thing with. And maybe if somebody calls today with the right deal, maybe all of a sudden they consider that at the 11th hour. We'll talk about that next. It's Russell and Medhurst on NFL Trade Deadline Day. We're here till noon right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Condolences to former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer's son, Adam, died yesterday at the age of 38. Just unbelievable, man. Hug your people. You just never, ever know. Washington and the rest was, of the... Was that, I'm sorry, was that after the game? or I, I mean, I may have missed it on the broadcast. Did they say anything about no it? No idea. I, I mean, I didn't hear it until no. just an hour ago, right? Right. So I saw the same report you did. Oh, because oh, so. his sister his sister announced it. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess, like, they didn't say anything, of course, on the broadcast last night because it was unknown. But did it happen... No, I, Chris, I wasn't yeah. there. I no, I know. know. I'm just, I'm just wondering when it, when it <laughs> happened. I mean, I, I mean, you know, what I always worry about, you know, in in these cases, right? I mean, think about it. Assuming that it just happened, uh, he was in Cleveland last night with the Bengals, mm-hmm. right? Presumably, you get home from a flight like that, even though it's a short flight, at two in the morning, you're exhausted. I hope nothing. You know, I mean, obviously something terrible happened, but, you know, I hope, oh, God, awful. I mean, Mike Zimmer's now lost his wife and his son. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in the last couple of years. I mean, it's just, just terrible tragedies. Uh, terrible tragedies. 38 years old. Um, you know, it, here's the here's thing I don't get, and it, it kind of bothers me. I'm a, I'm a guy, I, all, I'm, all I'm worried about is this football season, okay? Okay. 
Washington is creeping back into contention Mm -hmm. in this football season. I've watched a Baltimore Ravens team that has played nowhere near their best football, yet they're 5-3, and they lead their division, they don't play a team with a winning record the rest of the way on their schedule as of right now with nine more games to go. And they didn't stand pat. They're not a team that's got a huge salary cap uh, you know, gap as it is, but they, they didn't stand pat. They went and got a guy that is going to improve an area that they've had to – look, they've been terrible defensively at times. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They haven't been great defensively. They went and got a player that's going to impact their team and it's going to improve their team defensively. You know, a lot of people wonder if they're not shopping for DJ Moore or somebody like that today. Question is, how many how many assets are you willing to mortgage? But again, I'm only worried about this year. With Bateman going down, they got to go look somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be as high a tax for Moore as it is Judy. I imagine Moore comes cheaper than Judy does right now if you're looking around. But Well, maybe they can spend less if they don't bring his helmet. Well, yeah. Uh, look, D- DJ, DJ's got to go to school on that. People also, by the way, here's the deal on the McLaren situation. Yeah, Washington yeah. called a timeout. So when you call timeout, and here's, but here's what I don't understand about that particular thing, and I think the NFL just over-legislates yes. stuff to the nth degree. I agree. DJ Moore did it during a dead ball. Okay, because he scores the touchdown. Scores the touchdown. It's a dead ball. It's not like the clock is running right. or anything like that. It's a dead ball at that situation. The same as a timeout. So if it's okay for Terry McLaurin to come up the field yelling at the Colts, going, "This is my city," yes, with his helmet off during a timeout, it should not be. It should. It not should not be affect DJ Moore if it's exactly. a live ball with the clock running. I'm at least willing to entertain that. But these are entertainers. These are entertainers in addition to football players. They are entertainers. And it's a dead ball. There's no difference between the clock being stopped in that situation by DJ Moore and the same thing that Terry McLaurin did during a timeout. There's no difference. And DJ went and went to the crowd. He didn't get in like Falcons players' faces without the helmet on and doing it. So... I, I, it's just like the NFL finding dudes for bad socks and stuff like that. Stop it. Just stop. Well, the NFL is is a ridiculous, phony bunch of dumb Just numbers. stop it. I don't need Tony I, they, McGee they, down on the field yeah. finding dudes five grand for having I bad mean, socks. The, the NFL has no spine when it comes to things. Well, I, I mean, or, it's not even you, spine. It's stupidity. Well, they, right. they pick their battles at the wrong things. Right. Okay, that's fair. Okay. That's but fair. They pick their I mean, I understand the uniforms are important or whatever, you know, apparel, this, that, and the other thing. I got it. Yeah, but, but I'm buying NFL, jerseys. I'm not yeah. buying socks. To your point, the, and, and honestly, when Terry did it, I, you know, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're going to call a penalty. Oh, my God. And and but and I they did, never called a penalty, right. but I didn't know the rule. I, see, because I, I had seen the that's DJ why, Moore situation, yeah. obviously, earlier in the day. Right. And I thought, oh, my God, they're going to call. And they never did. And I was like... How did they miss that? But that's why but, that's why I don't understand if it's a dead ball. DJ Moore should be able to do the same thing Terry McLaurin. The did only thing I would say situation. is because celebrations are are associated directly with touchdowns, and because they've they've regulated 
what you can and cannot do in terms of celebrations to a large degree. That's why I said though, Moore wasn't Moore was not taunting the Falcons. He was players. not. He was not. But but because they've because they've done a lot of work in that area to regulate that area, meaning specifically after scores and specifically after touchdowns, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's the reason why they went the extra mile now 11 maybe, defensive players chris can run 90 yards in the other direction know, after a, a stop a turnover or whatever to pose in front of some camera oh, i hate it I the, hate but it. they let Move. them do that but they want to bang dj Moore for 15 yards for jumping up in the crowd and yeah but I mean, but, but think about what you know like yes you're right about that but then if we also want to then say, well, there shouldn't be a disparity between your team calling a timeout and your team scoring a touchdown, which is fair, more than fair. Your point is absolutely right on. Then essentially what we're saying is we're advocating that, you know what, Terry McLaurin and the commanders should have take, had a personal foul called against them and they would have had the ball at the 16-yard line. That's that's correct. Right. Instead that's of the correct. one. correct. Right. Which would have hurt the commanders and probably would have led to them not winning that game. Any dead ball situation, the player. And again, it's spontaneous celebration. We, DJ Moore was spontaneously celebrating with his teammates in the end zone. All right. Being that this is the Pete 980, if you mm-hmm. were in charge of not only the Pete 980, the Pete 980 or yeah. 980 the Pete? No, the Pete 980. The Pete 980. If you were in charge of the NFL, if you, if it was the PET E would you completely take away that the, the the helmet thing and just say anybody can take off their helmet and do whatever the hell they want or would you institute it so that it's fair and metered across the board meaning after a touchdown you can't take your helmet off after a sack you can't take after a turnover you can't take your helmet off after what Terry McLaurin did meaning like, if you had a choice and you were running the league, which one would you do? I would have no problem with what DJ Moore did after a touchdown. So you would allow, you would allow pretty much anything to go in terms of ripping off your Montez Sweat gets a sack. That would be silly though, because it's a live ball situation. The other team could line up at the line of scrimmage and start running a play, and Montez is trying to put his helmet back on and run back to his position. That's true. I mean, true. Look. I would let because you're saying a touchdown, they can't do that. Any per se. dead ball situation, as long as you're not taunting the other team, as long as DJ Moore doesn't run over to well, a wasn't Falcon Terry corner McLaurin or linebacker. Taunting? In a way, yes, Terry he McLaurin was. was taunting. This is my city. Yeah, he ran right by 23 uh, and, of the Colts and, and, and he, went, "This is my city," and he didn't say, "This is my city" without any. Uh, he said, "This is my freaking city." Yeah. Texan 504, that's me up yeah, there. Exactly. It's me. I, I, I think it was 518, it. wasn't it? What? No, it was 524. Oh, 504, rather. 504. I Either way, uh, here's the thing. It, it, if a DJ Moore wants to spontaneously celebrate, and, and it, it allows us to humanize these guys a little bit, you can't even identify half the players in the National Football League because every time you see them, they have a helmet on. Okay? I mean, Tress Way could walk down the street, and unless he had that hat on backwards that he's no, known for right now. Uh-huh. 99% of Washington football fans no, could not no. pick out Tressway walking down. Well, I mean, if you street. follow J.P. Finley during Twitter, you you would know what. Well, what of course. You know, but, during uh, a, during but, a game because he posts the same picture of Tressway about seven but, times. But that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, allow our players to entertain I know. 
Allow them but, to do that. But how do you then regulate between entertainment and 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 again taunting? That that's a fine line, and there are a lot if of knuckle. I, there are a lot uh, of knucklehead Chris, fans in media that it's that, clear. that, that don't, don't even like any, the taunting. No, they I, don't even like the taunting. I understand. If I don't go anywhere near a Falcons player in that situation, I'm fine. Well, I mean, that's I'm using fine. that's using common sense, Pete. But we know it doesn't always happen that way. Okay, then th- then if you want to, if you if you because again, here's guess guess what happens, Chris. We, we saw Michigan State and Michigan have a fight in a freaking tunnel. Yes. Ten Michigan State guys jump a Michigan guy. Yes. Guess what? In our society today, we have a bunch of dummies, okay? We have people that want to get in a fight, okay? People can't have a spirit of competition without getting in a fight with each other because they, they have this macho feeling of being disrespected. Here's the thing. You're playing football. Go stop the other guy. Stop DJ. Don't let P.J. Walker throw the ball 70 yards in the freaking air to D.J. Moore. In the end zone, he should run up the field taunting you, telling you you suck because you allowed him to do that. But as long as he doesn't, as long as he doesn't taunt the other team, let him spontaneously celebrate with his teammates in a humongous moment like that. Don't impact the game by making Eddie Pinheiro. I mean, look, we've already we've already bastardized the game by making the extra point a thirty-three yard kick. Now we had a fifteen-yard penalty, so Pinheiro's got to kick it from Athens to try and win the game for the Panthers in that well, situation. I think Eddie Pinheiro would have had better luck if he uh, you know, would have just tossed the ball. I mean, hell, they should have gone for two. Maybe they could have thrown another pass yeah, in the perhaps. end zone that the Falcons wouldn't have covered. All right. Uh, I want the players to be able I, to express a little bit. I mean, I think they do. I don't want I them to be robotic. by a celebration. I don't want that. I mean, do you have to take off the helmet? I mean... You know, again, what's what, what's, you know, what, what's, what, what's next? Are they going to be allowed to drop their drawers? We had a guy tr- fake well, doing that one time. I you know. know, but I mean, what's next? Like, you know, if we if we allow them to take off their helmets, if we allow them to do Frogger, if we allow them to do whatever it is, and and we regulate it the way it is, ah, what's next? They're gonna uh, again have their uh, jockstrap. Uh, uh, around their ass, hey, man. I mean, and everybody's going to moon each other in a in a in a fun bunch. Uh, you're 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 taking this to a level no, that's not saying. even realistic. I'm just saying. All right, we got to get we got to take a timeout. But the question that you asked me uh, before the last break that we never got back to was what again about uh, <laughs> would would the commanders actually should the commanders trade anybody from their should team, they, again here's because i think that i think there are some teams that are in the same boat today right okay that are all trying to figure out what the hell they are what are they and is it worth hanging on to commodities that would get you reasonable compensation yeah. and set you up for future endeavors but you know me i'm the gm that cares about this year yeah okay I'm four and four. You got teams out there at three and five that got commodities that would get them potential assets for the future. I have a really good answer. I think. I hope for that. Because we got for that, for we, that issue we'll look at for those that teams. question. We'll talk about those teams and those players coming up next because I think they're the most fascinating teams on a trade deadline day. And you know what they end up being? They end up being the teams that love to be seven and ten, eight and nine or 9-8 and eight in a good year. We'll talk about it next. Russell's got to look at what's trending. Yeah, as we were mentioning uh, just a couple of minutes ago, tragic news from the NFL. Bengals assistant, former Vikings co-defensive coordinator Adam Zimmer, son of Mike Zimmer, their former head coach, 38 years old, has passed away. 
this morning, according to his sister. Um, no more details on that uh, as of right now. The Colts have fired offensive coordinator Marcus Brady uh, just a couple of days after they scored 16 points against the Commanders on Sunday. Meanwhile, the Caps are back home for the Vegas Gold Knights rematch from the 2018 Stanley Cup Final. Both organizations have gone some slightly different ways since then, but return for George McPhee uh, to Capital One Arena Caps, getting a point last night on the road in Raleigh in an overtime shootout loss. Wizards have now lost three in a row, as we discussed in hour number one and into hour number two. If you missed any of the breakdown of Bradley Beal and a lack of porous defense without Joel Embiid, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature, or Matt will have you covered at theteam980.com and just go to Russell and Medhurst in the podcast section. World Series Game 3 to be played tonight after the rainout from last night. And that's what's trending. We're seeing the rumors about Cleveland, Kareem Hunt, Denver, potentially dangling Judy and Chubb out there. Washington has a couple of dudes paying with an expiring contract. You know, might somebody pop up before 4 o'clock and give you an offer you can't refuse there? Certainly appears as if Washington's interested in not doing anything but trading William Jackson a third. And I think teams are trying to wait them out to see if they just cut the player uh, and see what happens there. But yeah, why why would you want to take on that contract? I mean, I, I get it. So like, why would you want to take on that contract now that it can't be if somebody if somebody offers you a two and anything else for Deron Payne? Do you think about that? Not. Not at this point. Not not at four and four. If they were one and seven, two and six. Even yeah. though you may lose him at the end of the season for Again, nothing. Again, I can franchise tag him. That's true. I mean, you don't necessarily want to do that, but I can franchise tag. All right, we're starting to tread into a dangerous area with another player, too. Right. Taylor Heineke. Uh, well, all right. But, hang on. Hang on for that. But, but <laughs> it, before we get there, so... I mean, Kamara. We, 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 let's we, finish, let's right. finish that. Let's pay off on the point. Kamara and the Saints, three and five. You know, you just beat the Raiders, twenty-four right. nothing. The Red Rocket looks like he or Red Rifle look like he's playing. You know, nineteen. Uh, what? What is it? Two thousand and ten. Again, unless you're okay. going to get a first round pick for Alvin Kamara, a player with a legal situation still hovering and still one year left on it. So some you, injury team control concerns. could get him get you a fortune for him. Absolutely. I, unless you do that, you can't. You, you can't trade him. That being said, that being said, um, like from from this team's perspective, from the commander's team perspective, again, even at this, which I didn't realize that this weird rule existed that now you can't take on a portion of a player's contract anymore, meaning the commanders can't eat a portion, a huge remaining portion like the Bears did yesterday of uh, of um, Roquan Smith's Smith. contract. Mm-hmm. Now that the Commanders can't do that, I can't even see William Jackson getting traded before today's 4 p.m. Deadline. Yeah, because the who, number the number I mean, that the other t- team's going to inherit is yeah. just too big. Who's going to take him back at that number? I yeah. mean, it's half of his, his base salary, whatever it is. I would have to uh, look it up again. 
It's half of his base salary. Nobody's going to take that money back. I, I mean, I'd be stunned, right? So now I guess you would also say the same would be true for Deron Payne, right? You would have to take back half of Deron Payne or approximately half of Deron Payne's remaining contract or remaining salary this year Mm -hmm. and pay, say, in your scenario, a second-round pick. Great. But what team out there is going to go, oh, my gosh, I'm going to pay, let's just call it, I think his contract was around $10 million this year under the fifth-year option, somewhere in that range. Let's just pay, let's just say it is. Let's pay $5 million and give a second-round pick to a player that I theoretically have no control over past this year. I mean, I do have control in terms of the franchise tag. I don't have control in terms of he's under contract like you would with a Kamara, uh, like, you know, somebody else. See, that's what I think makes teams like the Eagles who it, it, it appears as if it's a one-team market for Kamara because Buffalo, Buffalo doesn't have the assets that Philadelphia does. Philadelphia Correct. has got that extra one that belongs to the Saints that they could send back yes. to New Orleans if they believe Kamara is that kind of player. Payne, it's called Howie Roseman yeah. being probably and arguably the best GM in the yeah. game right now. Payne, by the way, 8.5 this year. Okay, so, so it would be approximately $4 million, four, right? Four, Somewhere four, in that two, range. Five. All right, so, so would you – all right, let me ask it better to you this way. If you needed a defensive tackle, a team like, uh, you know, San Diego, uh, San Diego uh, the Chargers, mm-hmm. uh, uh what other contender out there? I mean, Philadelphia would not. Uh, Dallas would not. Uh, a lot of if, teams in the AFC. The if, Jets. Right, if you were the Vikings, who could yes. use a little help with Daniel? Yes. I mean, Daniel Hunter's great. Harrison Smith is great. Um, safety though, Harrison Smith. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I mean, right. on their on yeah. their defense, Patrick if I'm the Peterson. Jets, if I'm the Jets, who've played their way into contention yeah. in the East, somebody to pair with Quentin Williams, right? Um, if I'm Trying to th- look around. I mean, if you're if you're anybody in the AFC West, yeah, right now, right. Um, well, that's why I mentioned the Chargers, right? Uh, but the Raiders are dead. The Broncos are nah, even though they think they're better than they are. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you're the Chiefs, Frank Clark suspended for two games. He's more of an end than a tackle. Uh, I mean, here here's my thing. If I have to, though, inherit four-plus million dollars of Payne's contract because of this weird, wonky rule that we've been talking about, which I, again, didn't know existed until Pelissero reported. If you have to take on four-plus million dollars and cough up a second-round pick, maybe maybe even if it's a third and a fifth, would you do that if you're a contender, one of those teams? And two, the better question, I guess, for our purposes, if you're Commander Ron... Would you do that, knowing that you do have that okay, control me, of the franchise? Right, let me ask you this question, though. In your mind, is it going to be cheaper to try and sign Payne to a four-year deal at an annual value that will be equal to or less than the franchise tag? Or will it be well, more I, than the franchise tag? I mean, I, I believe it would be right. I, I believe what what agents do is they use the franchise tag as the number that we start the negotiation with. Right. You're gonna you're gonna franchise tag me at let's just call it 17 million. I think it'll be around that number next year, Man. somewhere in that range. 
And that's, again, all one year. That's all on the cap oh, yeah. next year, yeah. right? You're going to do that. That's where we start the average. See, this is what dummy Bruce Allen didn't understand. When they put the first franchise, ta- which which is why I screamed about it, and everyone laughed at me, and everyone was wrong, and I was right. As soon as they put that $20 million tag, that's that's where the negotiation starts. We negotiate off of that number. We don't negotiate off of you know, some arbitrary market value of $16 million per year. (laughs) So if I'm Payne's contract or agents, as soon as, as soon as you do that, that's the number we're negotiating off of. Now that doesn't mean he gets an average annual value of say it's $18 million under the tag next year. That doesn't mean he gets an average annual value of 18 million, Right, right. of course, but we negotiate off of that, not off of what you say he's making this year, 9 million, 8 Eight, million, 8.5. We don't negotiate off of 8.5. We don't negotiate off of 10 or 11 or 12. We negotiate off of 18. So maybe I give you a four year deal at 16 and a half million per on average, but you give me three years essentially fully guaranteed. Meaning roughly 48 million of that is fully guaranteed. You see where I'm getting at? Yes, but does that leave you enough money then to sign sweat? Because at that point you're talking about either or in terms of sweat or young. I I think you would, right now, I would sign Montez Sweat 10 times over Chase Young. Well, we Number just got to get 99 back on the field well, to see what, I, I know, see what but, it is. I know, but the last time I saw him on the field, he was... I know, understand. He Even in his rookie year, people act like he in his rookie year, he was tearing people apart. I mean, he had that uh, really, he, one he beat, really good stretch yeah, against but, but when he, the team played against, some bad court. Yeah, we against, know. He went against we one know. good left tackle. We one. We understand. One. I mean, I'm not down on Chase. I'm, I'm worried about Chase, but I'm not down on him, but I'm being realistic. You would pay Monte... Like, to me... Like, there's not even a debate. I would pay Montez Sweat. The question is, is can you pay John Allen, Montez Sweat, and Deron Payne on long-term deals, plus Terry McLaurin, right, and and whatever you do at quarterback, like, you would have to go cheap in two spots, in my opinion, or more fr- plus take on the dead money that you're going to incur on William Jackson. You would have to go cheap in two spots, corner and quarterback. Yep, that's 100% right. One hundred percent right, and which means, which means, and, what? and guess what? Rookie quarterback next right. year, or, maybe, or second year guy Sam Howe, right? Right, or somehow, some way, you get Taylor Heineke back, which leads to your point. Again, people are kind of forgetting about this. Taylor Heineke, free agent, yeah, and unrestricted free agent, yeah, unrestricted. Whereas before he was, I think, in exclusive rights or restricted. Just like Tyler Huntley was this past year when half the league would have signed him from the Ravens had he been an unrestricted free agent. I think he's agent. an unrestricted he free agent. He will be, yes. Okay. So, that's uh, I mean, that's an interesting uh, route. Uh, look, he's been very loyal to Scott Turner. He has followed Scott Turner around like a dog follows its owner. But, you know, there's a chance. There's a chance. Maybe somebody else around the league covets him as much as Scott Turner does. We'll see. 301-230-0980. Trade deadline five hours away. Team is off. Coaches are working, obviously, which means Ron's got to work because he's the GM, too. Maybe taking some calls, see if anybody's calling him out, Payne, Gibson, and others. It's the Team 980. And, of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.